Hello. Welcome back to Magic Woods. This story is called The Big White Rock and the Little Blue Pimple. Poor Kitty lost all of the money she had ever saved when Jerome the Vampire Bat stole her piggy bank and flew off into the night. That meant she had to get a regular job for a while, but the only job in Woodville that was left was being a rock breaker in a pit just outside of town. Kitty hated the work, but she didn't have any other choice if she wanted to make money. At least not until the Stuffies did another concert or made another album. Well, the animals of Woodville used paper money, but what backed up the paper money were the rare, beautiful white rocks. White rocks were found throughout Magic Woods, and they were worth money. The smallest were worth about a dollar, rocks an inch wide were worth ten dollars, and Queen Nylon Mouse kept a measuring stick in her castle and she would measure white rocks that animals would find and give the money for it. So Kitty thought, ooh, maybe I can find some white rocks, then I wouldn't have to do a dumb job. But Kitty didn't want to go out and collect a bunch of little white rocks. She wanted a big one, one big one, if she could find it. And then one day on her lunch break, she read an ancient legend about a white boulder that had once been worshipped by the hemlock tree stick people up in the land of rocks, way on the northern shores of mighty Lake Matawak. And the legends claimed that the rock was huge. Kitty estimated it to be about half the size of an elephant bus. And she went, oh, meow, me, if I could just get that rock to the city, I'd be rich. I think it's worth around $4 million if my calculations are correct. But how could I get it back to the city? I'd need superpowers to do that. Ah, then she got an idea. She'd ask Doggy for help. She found Doggy in the woods, and he was sniffing a malodorous tree mushroom <laughs> and taking notes in a little notebook. Kitty said, uh, Meow Meow, what are you doing? Doggy said, oh, I'm making a list of all the stinky things in Magic Woods. It's for the book I'm writing called The Complete Guide to Stinky Things in Magic Woods. Kitty said, what? What kind of book is that? Doggy said, well, a lot of animals like pewee things, so this guide will help them know where to look. I also rate how stinky each thing is. It's very important work, actually, Kitty. Kitty said, yeah, okay. Well, you'll have to put aside your research for a few days. I need your help on a special mission in the Land of Rocks. Doggy said, oh, Kitty, I don't think I have time for an adventure. The publisher wants me to finish this book by Dark Early Eve. Hmm. But then Kitty smiled and said, uh, You know, Doggy, I bet there's lots of stinky things in the Land of Rocks. Doggy said, Hmm? Kitty said, uh, you know, like uh, toadstools and swamp gas and uh, uh, monster droppings and weird mulches. You know, pewee things galore. Doggy said, oh, actually, that sounds useful. And he closed his notebook and said, thank you, Kitty. I will come along. Kitty said, sure, but you also need to help me. And you'll need to wear your stupor suit. Doggy said, oh, it doesn't work all the way yet. Remember, it's still getting its powers back. Kitty said, it works fine enough. You drag the stones for the castle into place, remember? Doggy said, oh, yeah, and he rubbed his muscles at the memory. Kitty said, well, we'll need your super strength because we're going to get a gigantic white rock that will make us both rich. Doggy said, oh, I don't care to be rich. I only wish to explore the stinky side of nature. Kitty said, uh, fine, then I'll keep all the money. Doggy said, okay, but I'll share all the stinky things I find. Kitty said, right. And Doggy said, how big is this white rock anyways? And Kitty looked all around to make sure no one was listening, and she said, huge. Probably worth about four million dollars. Doggy said, four million dollars? Kitty said, yes. Doggy said, well, I suppose it would be nice to be a little rich. 
So Doggy got his stupor suit and Kitty packed some supplies and they rented a huge old sailing ship. They set sail at dawn and journeyed north. Kitty stayed behind the captain's wheel, steering. She said, we should be there by sundown. And they reached the land of rocks at dusk. They anchored the ship and spent the night in a little cave by the shore. And then in the morning, they traveled into the quiet woods and began their search. The forest was full of white rocks, and some of them were larger than Kitty and Doggy. Doggy said, we should just take a bunch of these, Ruffy. They're worth hundreds of dollars. Kitty said, no, Meow Meow, I want the biggest one. At last, after three hours of searching, they found the largest white rock they had ever seen. Kitty said, there it is, Meow Meow. Oh my gosh, I think it's even bigger than the legends claim. She did a quick calculation and said, I think this one's worth around six million dollars. Doggy said, whoa. So he put on his stupor suit and tried to lift the gigantic rock. He said, I can't lift it, Kitty. It's too big. Kitty went, ah. All right, let's dig it out of the ground a little bit, see if that helps. Okay, so they started digging. Doggy, aided by the power of his stupor suit, was able to plow through the thick forest soil with ease. Kitty helped as best she could, although without a stupor suit of her own, there was no way she could keep up with Doggy. And after a few minutes, she went, Ugh, and wiped her brow and said, Wow, meow me, this is hard work. I'm sweating like a pig. Doggy said, Mmm, you smell like one too. And then he wrote something down in his notebook. After a few more minutes of digging, Doggy was at last able to lift one end of the rock. And he pushed with all his might, and the rock came out of the ground. And then it rolled down the hill. It toppled trees and tore a huge, ugly gash across the forest floor. Doggy went, oh, the hemlock tree stick people probably aren't going to be happy about all this damage. Kitty said, oh, the trees will grow back. They'll probably be more upset that we took their sacred stone. Doggy said, what? That was their sacred stone? Kitty, you can't do that. we got to put it back. Kitty said, no, 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 meow me. It used to be their sacred stone in long ago times. Now it's mostly forgotten. It's just an old rock from an ancient legend. And you know what? The hemlock tree stick people are mostly extinct. There's probably not even any of them around. Doggy went, hmm. Finally, the great white rock came to a stop on the beach. And Kitty and Doggy ran down to it, and then Kitty jumped into the boat and propped herself up in the captain's chair. And she said, okay, Doggy, plop that rock in the boat and let's go home and get rich. It took every last bit of Doggy's strength, channeled through the diminished powers of the stupor suit, to lift the rock into the boat. And the boat went down dangerously low. Lake water lapped at the sides and almost spilled over the edge. Kitty said, yeah, we did it, meow me. Doggy was exhausted. He said, I'm going to go take a nap. And he went down into the hold to rest. So Kitty did all the work of pulling up the anchor and hoisting the sails, and she set a course for the docks of Woodville, many hours south. And they sailed all that dismal day. Sometimes the wind-whipped waves splashed over the side of the boat. And the skies grew steely gray. And then the season's first snow began to fall. The tiny flakes stung Kitty's face. She squinted through the rising storm, hoping to see the docks of Woodville. They would be there soon. But then Doggy came up from the hold, and he was soaking wet. And he went, Look, Kitty, the bottom of this boat is filling up with cold November water. Kitty said, What? And she let go of the wheel and went to investigate. And she said, No, the hold was knee-deep in water. She said, Oh, no, we're going to sink. 
Doggy took out his notebook and said, What's going to stink? Kitty said, No, I said sink. She grabbed the wheel and peered through the swirling snowflakes, searching for the docks of Woodville. She went, Ah, oh, there's the docks. We're so close. Doggy said, Oh, we're never going to make it, Kitty. We have to abandon ship. Let's swim to that tiny island over there. Kitty said, Never. I'm not giving up the white rock. Doggy said, Well, I'm leaving. And he jumped into the water. Psh, and he swam for the little rock island. And he went, Yuck, the stink of wet dog is one odor I don't like. Meanwhile, Kitty stood on the prow of the boat, staring west, as if her sheer will could force the boat to shore. Then the wind shifted, and the boat turned, and it crashed right into the little rock island where Doggy was standing. A jagged hole opened in the ship's hull, and then the boat began to list to one side. Kitty went, no, and she tugged at the gigantic white rock like it was something she could move. Doggy said, Kitty, it's no use. you got to get out of there before it sinks. And then the boat tilted, shifting one last time before sinking for good. And the massive rock slid across the deck. Kitty went, ah, and she tried to jump out of the way, but... The rock smashed her tail against the railing. Ow! And she was trapped. She couldn't get away. She went, help me, help me. And then the ship sank at last dragging the white rock and Kitty beneath the black water. (gasps) Doggy said, no, and he jumped in the water after his friend. And he swam down and he tried to move the rock, but he couldn't move it and he couldn't free Kitty. And the ship sank deeper and deeper into the cold darkness where no light could penetrate. (gasps) There was nothing left to do. Doggy grabbed Kitty's paws and tugged as hard as he could, maybe even a little harder. And he was finally able to yank Kitty free, but her tail ripped off. She yelped, and her mouth filled with water. It's not quite as bad as it sounds. Picture a stuffed animal losing its tail. Well, the massive white rock and Kitty's tail sank down into the depths of mighty Lake Matawak and was never seen by any land-dwelling animal again. Doggy dragged Kitty onto the little rock island. Are you okay, Ruffy? Kitty coughed up lake water. (coughs) Yes. Oh, but my butt hurts. I think I scraped it on something. Doggy said, uh, you kind of lost your tail, actually. What? Kitty looked and saw that it was true. A little bit of blood oozed from the place where her tail had attached to her body. Doggy said, here, and he plugged the hole with some wet leaves that had been sitting in a dip in the rock. He said, that should hold you until we get to the hospital. And then he picked up Kitty and got ready to fly. But then he noticed that the rock wasn't big enough for him to take four steps. He said, oh no, there's not enough room for me to take off. I can't fly. Kitty said, how are we going to get back to the city? Doggy said, I don't know. I guess we'll have to swim. Kitty said, I'll never make it. The cold would kill me. She closed her eyes and said, "Ugh, I thought I was going to be a millionaire. Instead, I'm a poor tailless weirdo who's going to bleed to death on a cold, wet rock. Doggy picked Kitty up. Hey, that gives me an idea. I'll skip you like a rock all the way to shore. Kitty said, what? No. But Doggy threw Kitty like a flat stone. Ah! And Kitty skipped across the water all the way to shore. And then Doggy tried to skip himself. He grabbed his own tail and spun himself across the water. He made it about halfway across, and then he fell into the water. So he swam the rest of the way super fast. And then he picked Kitty up off the beach and carried her to Woodville. By the time they reached the hospital, Kitty was running a fever. Now the doctor there was named Dr. Jocka 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 Jock, or Dr. J for short. 
He was a strange character, a purple puppet guy, vaguely humanoid. He was very distractible and was constantly misplacing his body parts, like his eyes and hands and nose and ears. Right now he was missing both eyes and his right hand. And Doggy said, Doctor, Kitty's hurt, really hurt, and she has a fever. And the doctor said, Ah, first let's give her the special fever reducer I made from red berries. And he grabbed a bottle full of blue liquid. Doggy said, I, I think that's something else. It's got blue liquid in it. And the doctor said, Oh, silly me. And he put the bottle back, but on the wrong shelf. That's for growing extra long antlers. <laughs> Good thing I didn't give that to Kitty, huh? <laughs> Doggy said, Uh, yeah. And he helped the doctor find the appropriate fever reducer. Then he left the room so the doctor could perform the surgery. Well, Dr. Jocka 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 attempted to sew a new tail onto Kitty's back end. But he couldn't see, and he only had the use of his left hand, though he was normally a right-handed fellow. So he grabbed what he thought was a spare cattail, but was actually a necktie. And then he sewed it onto what he thought was Kitty's butt, but was actually Kitty's face. So when Kitty woke up from surgery, she went, Ah! What? You sewed a tie on my face! A tacky one, too! The doctor said, Whoops! <laughs> Silly me! I just love the hijinks of surgery, don't you? Kitty went, Arr. The doctor performed another surgery to take the tie off, but then he sewed an octopus tentacle onto Kitty's back. And when Kitty woke up from surgery, she went, Oh, what? You're supposed to give me a tail, not a tentacle. Whoops, looks like I made a little mistake again. <laughs> Kitty said, Take it off, Meow Me. Are you sure you don't want to keep it? You may find that a back tentacle can be very useful. Kitty said, Yes, I'm sure. Fine. So the doctor had to knock Kitty out for another surgery. But this time he grabbed a spare pig's tail and sewed it onto Kitty's belly. And when Kitty woke up, she went, Oh, now what have you done? There's a pig's tail on my belly. The doctor said, Whoops, oh, my apologies. Let's try again. And do remember, surgery is not an exact science. Kitty said, How did you even become a doctor? How did you get your license? And the doctor said, uh, What's a license? And then he knocked Kitty out for another round of surgery. At last, the doctor got it right. Well, sort of. He successfully sewed a spare cat's tail onto Kitty's body on the back end, but it was the wrong color tail, and he attached it a little crookedly so that it leaned to the right, and he used bright blue thread instead of thread that matched Kitty's natural color. So now there was a lumpy blue bump on Kitty's backside, right where her new tail attached to her body. And when Kitty woke up, the doctor said, There! You're as good as new! Maybe even better! Kitty scratched at the lump of blue thread and said, Ah, it itches. The doctor said, What itches? Your new blue pimple? Kitty said, It's not a pimple, Meow Me. It's a wound. A scar from a grand adventure. And yes, it itches, like a great big mosquito bite. The doctor said, But really, it's a great big pimple. Kitty said, It's not a pimple. But almost everyone made the same mistake, calling the blue lump a pimple. And after a while, Kitty got tired of explaining what it really was and just agreed with them. She said, yes, fine, Meow Me, I have a blue pimple. She went back to her rock-smashing job a few more times before full winter descended on the forest. She went, oh, this is hard work, but at least I don't get blue pimples on my butt when I make money this way. Well, that's the end of the story, The Big White Rock and the Little Blue Pimple. The next story is called Spring Valley. Goodbye.